Jesus is the light and the way in. They don't care what our Lord sacrificed, they just rationalize with science like the Antichrist. But you just grab them and you send them here. I'm gonna put a little knowledge in their ears. And they might have been Darwin devotees, but now they're down in the cathedral praying on their knees. Cause they were only godless sinners till they met me. Hello everybody and welcome to Cast and Wax. My name is Jordan D. White and before I start things off, I'll just say I'm feeling much better. I've kicked caffeine for almost two weeks now, so that's kind of exciting. Bam, 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 bam. I sleep more, which sucks, but there you are. Anyway, um, just wanted to get that out of the way. But we do have a wonderful show for you today. All sorts of new stuff, all sorts of new stuff. Serial, uh, tractor fiction, uh, escapee story, so much, much fun. Let me get right into it by starting with introducing my fellow hosts. Uh, first of all, here's Mr. Scape White, my cat. Hello, Dad. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you, you did a scapey story today. That's pretty exciting. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I forgot that I got to do two in a row, but that's fine. I, I, I was, I was good. I, I enjoyed it. I told a good story. As always, I'm sure, as you always do, tell wonderful stories. Thank you, Dad. Thank you very much. So have you forgiven me for the Christmas thing? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I still think you suck when you do that, but it's been a while, so... I guess I forgive you for now, until Christmas. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Have you given any thought to your ballad? No, not really. Should I? Well, yeah. I mean, aren't you... You have to... For those of you who don't know, Scape is enrolled in rock school. And uh, last episode, we, we, we heard his new assignment, which is he's got to write a ballad, either a traditional ballad or a, or a rock ballad of some sort of power ballad. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you should be thinking about it. Oh, well, I didn't. So, I mean, what should I do? Well, you could listen to some ballads. I mean, I guess your 80s song was kind of a ballad. Oh, that's true. So I just give that one again? No, you can't. No, you can't give it again. You have to write a new one. That's the whole point of this of this class is that you're writing all these new songs and it's exciting. I guess, I guess. Well, I mean, aren't you excited about rock school? You, I mean, you like it, don't you? Oh, yeah. I, no, I do. I love it. I mean, I'm going to be rock star someday. But for now, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I don't feel like it. I've got sleeping to do. Sleeping? Escape sleeping to do? You can sleep. You sleep like 14 hours a day. Well. Well, what? There's nothing to what? I hate sleeping. I, I Like I said, I, I mean, I sleep more at night now because I... I don't drink any caffeine anymore, but like, I hate it. I wish I was up more. I want to be awake all the time so I can get things done. No, 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 Dad, that's crazy. Don't be awake all the time. You have to sleep, like, most of the time. No, that's, no, that sucks and that's stupid. Dad, you suck and you're stupid if you're fake. The dad sucks and that's stupid. I mean, go on. Escape. Uh, whatever. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Mr. Rory Sinjin is another one of our co-hosts here. Why, hello, everyone. Thank you for, for listening and thank you for, you know, introducing me, Jordan. You're welcome. I'm an extra historian, for those of you who don't know, and I would like to let everybody know that things are proceeding quite nicely on the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies. Uh, we, we are, you know, in the process of doing, like I said, interviews for our faculty. Again, they're still open, so if you have extra historical experience, please write into us, castandwax at gmail.com, and I will be more than happy to interview you for a position at the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies. It's, it's going to be quite good. Oh, Rory, you know, Rory, I just, it's from something funny I just noticed. And what's that? Well, I mean, you call it the Queen's Institute because you live in Queens, and it's in Queens. Right, yes. Of course. Uh, but it's funny because it's, you're British, so it sounds like you're, it's the, it's the Queens, as in like, you know, the Royal Institute. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, I'm actually not British. I'm, you know, I'm an American. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but you, 
you still talk like a British person. You speak British. Well, I didn't. I speak English, which is part of Britain, right? Well, you speak English as well. I mean, you have an accent. Come on, you know what we're talking. No, about. No, I know what you're talking about. But I'm yes, but it's not the Queen's apostrophe yes. It's the Queen's no apostrophe needed. Lives in Queens. Uh, you know, exists in Queens. Just call it the quiche and get it over. No, with. I'm not calling it the quiche. That's what people are going to call Nobody's it. Nobody's going to call it that. No, it's forbidden to be called that. In fact, anyone who calls it that while they're enrolled there is thrown out. Oh, come on now. That's that's not fair. Well, that's the rules. I'm going to add it to the charter. No, come, that's stupid, because if you go to a school, you know, you go to, whatever, you go to Binghamton, you could call it, you know, Bunghamton, and they don't kick you out. Well, that's their prerogative, and they're, a, you know, they're a state school anyway, so, you know, they probably have all these laws that govern the way that they run. But it's a private institute, and I own it, and if anyone calls it quiche, they are thrown, thrown out, so don't call it quiche again. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to get thrown out. Oh, no. It's called the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies. Not belonging to the Queen, but in Queens, located in Queens. And it's not a quiche, and it's not this the St. John, and it's not, you know, anything else that you, you want to call it other than the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies or possibly the Sinjin Institute. That's it. Not Sinjin Institute. No, not Sinjin Institute. No. None of those other things. I just did the list. There's two things. And that's it. Right. So if you want to be a student at a school that has very strict rules about what you call it, please write in to us at castandwax at gmail.com. Well, I don't see anything wrong with having rules about things. No, of course not. That's... That's not a silly rule in the slightest. No. What is not? No. No, no, no. I said it wasn't. Well, but the way you're saying it. I'm just saying it because it's true. All right. Well, good. And finally, our, our, our final co-host is uh, Mr. Frank Allen over here, who you heard just a moment ago. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Frank Allen. I am a professional host, a talk show host, a uh, debate host, a, a interviewer, a newsman, all sorts of professional news uh, positions and, and, and uh, nonfiction, you know. I, I do run shows, so please, uh, if you have a show you'd like me to run. Oh, actually, Frank, um, but before you get to, before you actually talk about your progress and what's been going on, well, they're, they're really no, no, don't don't tell, don't spoil it, don't spoil it. Before you get to that, we actually wanted to do something special about that, uh, right, Rory? Well, yes. You see, uh, I, I was doing a segment called Extra History Now, of course, which was of course a, a fabulous segment. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but people weren't, you know, often writing in, and I can understand that. I really can, because I was offering a free extra historical reading, but it's not as in depth. You know, it's not as, as interactive, as personal as the paid ones. So while my client list of paid extra historical readings has, you know, remained steady, of course, I sometimes have been having trouble getting a volunteer for this free reading. So I suggested to Jordan, uh, given what's happened with, with you, Frank Allen, oh, okay. that we, uh, instead of doing that, do, do something else special. Right, right. Uh, Scape, are you ready for this? Oh, of course I am. Excellent. Well, then let's, uh, let's do it. It's a much for that, Jordan, and welcome, everyone, to F*** Watch. Oh, guys, you know... This is a segment of the show devoted to finding out what's going on in the life of Frank Allen. It was started, of course, when he was a billionaire running Allen Industries, but we all know through the media how that, you know, was, was fallen. Now he has quit his job at McDonald's in an effort to try to become a professional show host. So, Frank Allen, we would like to turn it over to you to find out how this has been going. Have you found a job in the media industry yet? 
No, no, I haven't. Thank you. And that's all the news for Apple Watch this week. Apparently, Frank Allen has not gotten a job. Well, let's actually get a little bit more of information, shall we? Frank Allen, have you sent out resumes? Well, no, I mean, I was assuming that, again, I was assuming people would write into castandwax at gmail.com and be offering me gigs. Right, of course. Sensible thing to, to figure. Uh, Jordan, have we gotten any job offers into the email account for Mr. Frank Allen? Uh, no, Rory, at this time we have not. That is unfortunate. If you, if you have a job for Mr. Frank Allen. Well, well. In the media industry, of course. Right, right. Please write into us at castinwax at gmail.com where we would pass that job offer off to Mr. Frank Allen because, of course, he is such an incredible host and he's an incredible interviewer and, and news reporter, as he says. It's all true. No, 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 it is, totally. So, uh, please, now, uh, so Frank, you haven't, you haven't uh, submitted any resumes. Have you looked for any job openings? Have you, have you been writing to, I don't know, you know, news outlets, places that need hosts? Well, no, because again, I was, I, I, I assumed that people would be writing in. I'm sort of surprised we haven't gotten an email yet. No, it's, it's quite a shock. Actually, I'm a little, I'm, I'm palpitating from the shock. I'm, I'm, I'm fibrillating. I'm going to need a defibrillator because I'm, I'm, I'm quite shocked, in fact. And I'll be more shocked when I'm defibrillated, but there you are. So, Jordan, um, let us know. J- Jordan, uh, it's actually quite important. If any email comes in during this show with a job, just stop the show. If it's, if it's in the middle of a serial, please just pause the serial. You know, get him that job. It's important. I, oh, sure. No, I will. I will. I'll, I'll keep on the, on the inbox and make sure if anything pops up, it'll make a little ding sound on my phone of some sort. And, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know immediately. Excellent, excellent. So, Frank, what kind of strategies do you have for getting a job in the next week, between now and the next asshole watch? Well, I, I mean, I, I hadn't really thought about it. I, I just, again, I thought that there would be emails. Right, no, you did think there would be emails, but there weren't. So, now that you know that, what is your next step? Well, uh, mm, I mean, I, well, hopefully... Jordan will, will interrupt the show to let us know. No, of course he will. He will. He already promised to. But assuming that there won't, just to look on the, you know, the, the dark side for a moment. What if there's not? What will you do next? What will you do over the next week? Well, I mean, I guess I can send out resumes, like you said. Of course. And to whom will you send them? Uh, oh, I, oh, I don't know. Who do, who would I, to the TV, I guess. To the TV. Across to your living room. No, I mean to the, you know, TV stations. All of them. Sure. I guess. I mean. Who's the best one? Well, that's up to you, of course. You know, some people like CNN, some people like MSNBC, some people like Fox News. And then, of course, there's local news, there's there's network news. You know, there's all sorts of different places that you could be talking about getting a job at. Well, I'll send it to them, then. Right. Well, I'm sure that will go swimmingly. So, from those of us at Apple Watch to those of you at home, we'd like to bid you a fond adieu and say, clearly, things are progressing quite nicely for Mr. Frank Allen. He is not as much of an asshole as we all thought. But we still call this asshole watch. It's a watch. Thank you for that, Rory. Thank you for that, Rory. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Rory. I still don't appreciate the name of that show. Well, Frank, it's established at this point. I think it's a, it's a long-running institution of Cast and Wax at this point. I mean, not long-running. We've just brought it back, but it's a it's a it's a sentimental title that everyone is attached to. I'm sure all the readers are very pleased that. Watch his back, so you know. I'm sure we'll be getting email about that. All right. Well, it's been a little while since we had a guard duty episode, and I'm very excited to get back to it because, like I said, this is the last season. Very exciting stuff is going on with the Earth Guard. Um, kind of negative stuff, but well, you'll have to keep listening. Let's get right into it. This is guard duty. The Earth Guard, the planet's most powerful heroes, united in the common goal of protecting the innocent people of planet Earth and defending them from threats of all kinds. From the Guard Tower, 
their base of operations. They watch over the citizens and spring into action at any sign of danger. To that end, the Guard takes shifts monitoring events all over the globe. Sooner or later, they all have to take a shift of Guard Duty. This week, Binary Girl and the Stallion in Two Down. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Let it out. I couldn't find her anywhere. I tried, I tried everything. <laughs> I know. I know. It's going to be okay. Her apartment is emptied out. Her agent hasn't heard from her. She even missed a photo shoot. <laughs> it's just a photo shoot. It, it doesn't mean that she... Just a photo shoot? Superhot was naming her their sexiest woman alive. Peace Blossom wouldn't miss that, that for anything. She's obviously... She's obviously gone! <laughs> she probably just needed a break. I'm sure she's on the shore of some tropical island sipping on a cocktail. Come on, you know as well as I do that isn't true. It would be all over the password. If Peace Blossom goes to a restroom without me, they do an expose saying we're breaking up. If she were in some tropical locale mingling with girls in bikinis, they'd have a field day. It's not like she can hide. She's blue for Christ's sake. She's gone. Then where could she? She probably went back to her home. Back to Fairy. Back to the land of Karen and Teal. But, but she was banished. She can't... Don't you think I know, know that? that? Once they realize she's back, she'll be executed. She'll... She'll... <laughs> don't, don't give up hope. We can, we can find a way to contact her, to go to the... the... Humans can't go to the world of fairy. It's impossible. There's nothing we can do. It's hopeless. Peace, peace Blossom is as good as dead. <laughs> oh, Barbara. I'm so sorry. I know, I know what it's like to lose someone you care about. When Fool died... Fool? God, why do you always have to turn everything around so it's about you? Fool died fighting crime. Fool died doing what she believed in. It was her choice. Get over it. I'm losing peas over... Jesus, I don't even know what I'm losing her over. She's just gone, and we don't even know why. I mean, have not the decency to remain true to her? What does she even mean? Well, I I hate to bring this up. I, I don't want to seem insensitive, but she might have been referring to the situation with Bumblebee. What? What do you know about our situation with Bumblebee? I happen to know she was secretly having an affair with not one, but both of you. We weren't having affairs with her, you idiot. We were having threesomes. Or foursomes. And do you really think I'd jeopardize our relationship like that? Nobody was keeping secrets from anyone. Anyway, secrets are almost impossible where Bumblebee is concerned. She doesn't see sex as anything to be ashamed of, so she never hides it. Wait, she... Really? I hadn't realized that. You didn't think... You didn't think that you and her was a secret, did you? I don't see how any relations I may or may not be having... She's sleeping with everyone. She talks about it all the time. How could you not know? I, I thought it was just, you know, the talk people talk when they're... You thought she was just talking dirty? And that caught you... Can caught? we drop this and get back to talking about your runaway girlfriend, please? Screw you, Stallion. Just... Barbara, no. I, I'm sorry. I Screw you! <laughs> I'm sorry, Barbara. I shouldn't have said that. It's out of line. Peas Blossom is a member of the Earth Garden. Of course I care about what happens to her. I respect her more than anything. No. No, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be yelling at you. It's not your fault. I'm just... 
I'm taking it out on you, and you don't deserve it. You didn't chase Peas Blossom away. I guess... I, I guess, guess I, I did. did. <laughs> Shh. No, no, it's not your fault. Your feelings are completely understandable. You don't have to apologize. Come on now. You know, if you want to go home and rest, I'd understand. I can handle things here. No, I... I can pull it together. I don't want to leave you all alone. It's almost midnight. It's really not a problem. You've got a lot on your mind. If I went home now, I'd just spend the night eating chocolate. I don't think I can sleep tonight. But I was hoping to talk to you about that. What? About whether the guard can handle itself without me. Oh, I... I see. I don't mean to leave you in the lurch or anything. I mean, I know Peace Blossom is gone now and Captain Fantasy is on leave. But I just don't think I can do this. Not now. Stallion, Peace Blossom meant the world to me. I... I really do love her. With her gone, with her probably dead, I just need some time. I came in today because I don't leave people in the lurch if I can help it, but if you could take me off the active roster for the foreseeable future, I think that would be for the best. I hope... I hope I'm not letting you down. I know the rest of you... The rest of you are strong. The rest of you seem to be able to just pick up and keep going tragedy after tragedy. You didn't stop when Fole died. You didn't give up when you were framed for high treason. You didn't quit when you were trapped in another dimension and replaced by an army of zombie stallion clones. Me, I can't even carry on through losing one little lover. I'm sorry. But I'll be back. Someday, when I can, I'll be back. So, what do you say, boss? Can I have the time off? I can't imagine that would be a problem. I don't see how a girl like you could help much anyway. What? Not when Birthday Boy is here to replace you. What? It is I, Birthday Boy, the cosmic personification of birthdays and the embodiment of the daily essence. I had hoped to be greeted by some other amazing heroes of the Earth Guard, like Dr. Fast or Mr. Fahrenheit, but I suppose you'll do for now, especially since you're leaving. What the hell are, are you doing here? I am Birthday Boy. I am a hero. I champion the cause of goodwill towards men. What better place to do so than from the headquarters of the planet's most powerful heroes? But you're not a member of the- Oh, yes, I am. It's 12.01 a.m. on April the 13th. That must be- The stallion's birthday. Did he not tell you? He is a part of the daily essence of April 13th. Since I am the embodiment of that daily essence, I am a member of the Earth Guard today. For April 13th, I am outspoken, alert, and quick to act and speak. I prefer to speak than to listen. My lucky colors are electric blue, electric white, and of you course- You don't belong here. I do so. I'm just as much the stallion as I am birthday boy, even if he won't remember any of this after I leave. But you can't just take the stallion's body. He's the leader of the Earth Guard. We need him. Of course you do. And I, birthday boy, will fill his shoes admirably if I do say so myself. As the personification of birthdays, I have the power and ability of all men born on this day. I use this to fight for the good of mankind, and what better body is there for me to use this power from than the stallions? My abilities, added to his own natural skill, make us an amazing crime-fighting force to be reckoned That's with. completely... Alright, alright, look. Let's look at this logically. Sure, the stallion with your powers added on is nice, but if you were to take some other body, say, somewhere else, then there would be two crime-fighters where there is only one. 
you and the stallion. <laughs> Silly girl, your mistake is to assume that the stallion and I are merely the sum of our parts. In fact, we are so much more. I am birthday boy, and when I tap into the bottomless wellspring of the energy of universal birth, my power increases my host's own exponentially. Together, we are far more than I could be elsewhere. But the stallion is also an expert strategist and leader, which... Of course he is, and as the embodiment of the daily essence, I am as well. I also know brain surgery, nuclear physics, rocket science, and the entire U.S. tax code. More than enough to make up for the stallion, even if you add on a magical, perfect Japanese wife gone astray. I bet you could even throw peas blossoming as well, and I... What, what did, did you, you say? say? I said you could even throw a peace blossom on as well, and I... No! About me, you moron! I am no moron, miss. I am birthday boy! And, personally, I find it saddening that someone whose powers were designed to make them into a quiet and submissive housewife would be accepted into the Earth Guard. Not that I object to the powers as they seem to be a noble cause. But whose idea was it to allow you on a team of superheroes? The... The stallions. Oh, yes! I remember now. Oh, well, no one is perfect. I will forgive the stallion this mistake, as he does fight for the good of all man on a regular basis. He said... He said I would be a valuable resource. That I thought quickly, and I did the best Aikido he'd ever seen. Obviously, he'd never met me at the time. Today, I have the knowledge of four Aikido masters, including one who studied under Koichi Tohei himself. And can you think this fast? Hiya! Ooh! All right. Obviously, I shouldn't have gone easy on you, woman or no. Well, let's see if you can defend against- No, you win. Of course I win. I am birthday boy. I've never lost anything in my life. Fine, I'm leaving. The guard tower is yours. Tell the stallion why I left. Tell him- Tell him whatever you want. I can't deal with you right now. Excellent. At last, I, birthday boy, am a member of the Earth Guard. Now, on to protecting all of mankind. So, what do I- What do I do now? Do I just... wait here? I guess I can wait. Birthday boy! Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. So, that's pretty exciting. Like I said, another good episode of Guard Duty. Another one will follow in, uh, what is it? Is there one next week or is there one in two weeks? Looks like two weeks from now. So, Rory, it's time for your section of the show. And I think, given what we've done earlier in the show, it's only fair that I let Frank Allen introduce Now, that's, I, I wouldn't agree with that assessment. I think that's fair. Okay, let's, good. That's perfect. This is a perfect opportunity for me to show off how I am a serious and intelligent uh, reporter and uh, uh, media personality. So, now I'm going to introduce this segment as though uh, it were my own segment. Not as in it's about the things that my segments are about, but rather as though, you know, with, with the professionalism that I would have if it were my own segment of the show. Oh, this, this ought to be good. No, it will. It will. I, you, Rory, I'm telling you, after you hear this, you're going to want to hire me to do the ads for the Queen's Institute. I, well, I somewhat doubt. Well, we'll find out. All right, then. Well, then let's get right to it. Uh, this next segment is called 
This Day in History. Thank you, Jordan. This Day in History is an exhaustive look at the true events that occurred on this very date in the history of the world. Crack extra-historical researchers have taken that nugget of truth, that true moment in history, and used it to devise an alternate reality, branching off from our own, which occurred elsewhere in the multiverse, from the myriad of infinite possibilities of alternate realities that they could have chosen from, these crack researchers have made sure to handpick a universe which gives us an important lesson that we can take home and apply to our everyday lives. Under the guidance of extra-historian Rory Sinjin, these researchers have worked for hours and hours, making an episode of This Day in History for every single day on the calendar, including Leap Day. That's 366 episodes, and now Mr. Rory Sinjin has returned to update the now classic series with the new segment, where are they now in history, in which he revisits the world that they discovered to find out more about the history of that alternate reality. As if that weren't enough, this additional information always hammers home the true moral that we had learned from this day in history. It's a sign of a true professional and a skilled extra-historian that Mr. Sinjin is able to research, craft, and discover realities that are so profound and affect our lives so much. And now, this day in history. Hello, this is Rory Sinjin on WHRW with This Day in History. On January 18, 1778, English explorer Captain James Cook becomes the first European to discover the Hawaiian Islands when he sails past the island of Oahu. Let's listen. Hey, la 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 Hey, 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 look, look what I caught in my feet. Look what, what washed up, stuck in the, in the six-pack. Oh, what is this? It's a European ship. Oh, very expensive looking. Yes. Who's that guy in the fancy uniform up there? It is I, James Cook. How are you? Emil, are you pretending to be captain again? I told you about that. I don't know. I've had all these six packs. I don't know who I am. <laughs> Wait a second. Hey, doesn't doesn't the, the sacred prophecy say that someone who forgets who he really is is a god? I believe it does. Let's it... sacrifice him. Sacrifice. <laughs> Sacrifice! <laughs> Stop! Stop. <laughs> well, wasn't that interesting? By the way, you should always make sure to cut up your six-pack rings so that animals don't get caught in them. Not that it's related. This is This Day in History on WHRW Bingham. And speaking of something unrelated, my name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wack. And I'm sure you all want to know more about Frank Allen quitting his job. It's true, Frank Allen quit his job at McDonald's and went around trying to get a job as a host, but of course no one would hire him as a host because he's not a very good host. So his life became more and more depressing, and he became a shell of his former self. He took up extreme amounts of drinking, and his main alcohol of choice was beer. He bought beer in six packs, and he would drink them one and one and one and one and one and one after another. And then, having finished the six pack, he would toss the plastic rings that would hold the six pack together directly out of his apartment window. The problem, of course, being that they would pile up and the local pigeons would dig through the pile of rings and would eventually get caught in them and start choking to death, so that eventually there became a giant amalgamation of plastic rings and dead, rotting pigeons. It got so bad, in fact, that it stunk up the entire neighborhood and they had to evacuate. Once evacuated, they figured out who was responsible, they looked up whose apartment it was, and they found Frank Allen and they arrested him. They threw him in prison for crimes against humanity and animality, and he was summarily executed, and he became a host of hell, if you know what I'm saying. So, animals can get caught in six-pack rings. When you throw them away, you should really cut them. My name is Rory Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. You are the world's biggest douchebag I've ever met. 
I cannot believe you. No, I don't understand why you're saying that. I really don't understand. I gave you that amazing, amazing introduction. I say things that are completely antithetical to the things that I believe. You know, that you're not full of crap, for example. And then you you repay me by saying this ter terrible things, making me look like a jackass, basically. Well, to be fair, I did record that beforehand. No, you're right. Sure. But you know what? It's actually worse than that, because it's double. It's a double insult. Because first of all, I, well, I say, oh, they're crack researchers, and they, they custom pick it. And then it's a terrible story. That has nothing to do with the moral. Even you admit that by saying that it has nothing to do with it. And then your follow-up doesn't follow up. Your follow-up takes the time to insult me. Great. Perfect. You know, may, I'm going to look great. I, you know, I should be thanking you. Yes, you should. Although, you know, why do you say that? Because you make me look good. You, you, you know, I, I made this incredible introduction. People are going to hear that and they're going to go, wow, that guy's classy. And then they're going to hear the garbage that followed and go, he's double classy. Because not only did he sound great and, and make us want to hear this segment, he made us want to hear this segment and it turns out that segment's crap. Well, yeah, people love when you recommend something awful to them. No, I don't mean because I, I don't mean that. I mean that, you know, if I, if they hire me to talk about their product, you know, or to, to host their segment or introduce their, you know, person or anything like that, I'm going to make it sound good. Yeah, great. Wonderful. Well, look, Frank, the things that I said, I don't take back because they're true. And, you know, that might not have been the best episode of this day in history we ever recorded. So, you know, that part's fair. But still, I stand behind where are they now in history? Oh, good. You stand behind. Well, that's that's great. Oh, guys, you know, you've put uh, Scapey to sleep again. So. What do I? I don't care. Well, so my point is we should really move on. I think we're being boring. I'm not boring. Well, fine. If there's anything boring, it's Rory and his stupid segment. Please. Your introduction, look, your introduction was fine. It wasn't that good, so I don't know why you're, you're all worked up about it. Oh, like you could do a better one. I, I always do. My, my introductions are always swimmingly wonderful. Well, Rory, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Now, next up is uh, Tractor Fiction. Right? You could try to introduce it better than Frank could. Oh, now, come on. Yeah, I, yeah, I could. It's true. All right, fine, I'll do that. All right, go right ahead. This is Tractor Fiction, and it's about Jack Chick. Well, I mean, it's not about Jack Chick, you know, so to speak, really. I mean, it's it's more that Jack Chick did some work, and, 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 and they, you know, read it and things like that. And then they perform it, and then they talk about it. It's, in a sense, it's about Jack Chick, but only indirectly. It's more about the specific tracks and what the subject of those tracks are about, even more specifically. So really, you know, any given episode could be about any topic. Although really, I mean, all the, all the tracks are essentially about the same thing. They're always about the religious, you know, aspect. But 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 on the on the surface of the tracks, they're about different things. So they're about, you know, homosexuality, Mormons, you know, things like that. And then there's a debate afterwards, you know, so they're about things and, um, you know, either it's true or it's not. So there you are. That that's the end of it. You're done. No, yes, you were supposed to just go right into it. Well, I wasn't sure. I mean, you didn't really go into it. Oh, okay. Hello and welcome to Tractor Fiction. My name is Frank Allen. Uh, this is a show in which we uh, we kind of enact a little religious. Tract, and then we have a little debate as to whether or not the tract is true. Uh, and the tracts are always by this gentleman called Jack uh, T. Chick. This tract is called Cleo, named after the titular dog in the tract, whose name, as I implied, is Cleo. Now we begin the tract. Once upon a time, in a station wagon, just like the one your family had when you were young, a family was preparing to start a trip. In the back seat of the car sat Cleo, the family dog. She was sleeping. Isn't she a cutie? Son, before we start our trip, we'd better all go back into the house and see if we forgot anything. Sure thing, Mom. I'll leave the car door open since we're only going to be a moment. 
Uh-oh, you moron. A butterfly whisked its way into the car and woke Cleo. <laughs> the little pup jumped out of the car and after the fleeing insect and chased it through the garden. And when the butt-headed family got back in the car, they didn't notice she was gone. They drove for three hours and still hadn't noticed, selfishly thinking about their human troubles. We should be at the hospital tonight. Is Grandma gonna die? Meanwhile, Cleo was out on the street facing her own problems. A dog catcher. Hold her out there, mutt! Gotcha! The dog catcher snapped his net right over the little doggy woggy, and soon she was thrown into the clink, the lockup, the slammer. The dog pound. It was around that time that the family got their head out of their own butts long enough to notice. Cleo? Cleo? She's gone! We've got to go back, Dad! We can't, Tim. Not for three days! Oh, dear God! Please protect Cleo, and don't let her get killed! The son was inconsolable. The family stopped and got him a special kid's meal with Tractor Fiction tie-in toys. But even so, he was sad. Timmy, you've got to eat! I can't, Mom! I feel sick! Oh no! I forgot to put Cleo's collar on! Now they can't trace her! Meanwhile, back at the clink, that adorable little scamp Cleo just didn't grasp the seriousness of her situation. When the dog catcher picked her up to put her in her cage, she naively thought he was trying to make friends. Stop kissing me! Here, this is your new home for the next few days! Meanwhile, the family had finally made it to the hospital. They took a minute out of their selfish lives to stop at a payphone and try to see about their little lost puppy. Mrs. Jones? This is John, your neighbor. Have you seen Cleo? No, but I did see a dog catcher yesterday. Soon, the doctor came to see them. I've got great news. Your mother is going to make it. Thank God. God answered this prayer, Dad. I hope he'll answer our prayers for Cleo, too. God bless you, Timmy. Thank you for praying for me. Bye, Grandma. The family hit the road, content in the livingness of their grandma. But back at the dog lockup, at 9 a.m. exactly, danger was rearing its ugly head. All right, we've got to get rid of four dogs today. Bring the first one in, Herb. On the road, the father was stepping on the gas. How long till we get there, Dad? About 30 minutes, Timmy. And 30 minutes later at the pound, they were just finishing putting the third dog to death, ensuring that he would never wag his tail happily again. Was that the last one? No, there was supposed to be four. Ah, there you are. Come on, mutt! The dog catcher had Cleo, but the family was pulling into the parking lot at that very second. This is so intense. We're here, Timmy! I hope we're not too late! (laughs) Sorry, little girl. Time to die! Father, I hear Cleo barking. She's in here! Stop! Don't kill our dog! Unless I get a receipt in ten minutes, I must put her to sleep. You can pay at the front desk. And moments later... Here's our receipt. (laughs) Cleo, my Cleo, thank you, Lord. Timmy, we learned a great lesson about the grace of God today. How, Father? When Cleo was in that cage, she had no hope and was scheduled to die. Under the law, time had run out, but we asked for mercy to save Cleo's life, and that man showed us grace by waiting ten minutes until we paid the price to set her free. We redeemed Cleo by paying that bill. Years ago, I was in deep trouble like Cleo. I, too, had no hope. Then I found out that God left heaven and became a man to suffer and die in my place. Jesus paid the price to redeem me. I was overwhelmed. Jesus shed his precious blood to wash away my sins. And when I received him, I got redeemed, saved. Isn't that awesome, Timmy? Dad, I want to get redeemed too. Then pray like this, Timmy. 
Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me. I accept you as my personal savior. Please come into my heart and save me so I can go into heaven. Amen. What he said. Wow, I'm saved. Hey, Cleo, we both got redeemed on the same day, except you don't have a soul. And that's the tract, um, Cleo, about that little scamp of a puppy there. All right. Well, this is now the debate. We do have two guests. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll be familiar to our listeners. Uh, guest number one, would you please introduce yourself? Max Thornfield, futuristic sci-fi superhero extraordinaire. Welcome, Mr. Thornfield. I think uh, I've heard a lot about you personally. Well, yeah, my exploits are pretty well known, comic books and all. Yeah. And, of course, debater number two. Macy Hayes. Uh, and you are? Uh, lesbian detective and former CIA agent, even more extraordinaire. More extraordinary than a science hero who saved the world hundreds of times. Well, I'm more extraordinary at being a lesbian detective and a former CIA agent. Are you supposed to reveal that you were a CIA agent? That pu- We're on the radio, you know that, right? Well, those who are tuning in probably already know, so... All right. Uh, well, I'm sure that the listeners at home already know that uh, Miss Hayes here believes this tract is 100% true, and Mr. Thornfield believes that this tract is false. Uh, Mr. Thornfield, why don't you tell us... Should I call you Mr. Thornfield or Max? Either one works, citizen. Citizen? Citizen? You can call me Frank. Yes, citizen. No, Frank. Yes. All right. Uh, Tell us about why this track is false. Well, essentially, this track is completely false, because it's not really by God's good graces that this that this dog was saved. It was just basically by the dog catcher's good graces. Anyone can see that, even me. Well, especially me, actually. You can see it more than anybody else can? Of course. Oh. And why is that? Well, uh, um, yeah, um, old historical textbooks from my time period say this is clearly true. Okay, okay. Um, anything else you want to say before? I see you brought these, uh, incredible devices with you. Are they to help you with your debate? Uh, actually, that's just what I, uh, brush my teeth with. Oh. D- dental hygiene has gone quite away in the past few centuries. Okay, all right. Millennia. Uh, Miss Hayes, what do you say to this? Well, uh, well, Frank, I have to say I am a believer. Um, you know, when you, when you live in a place like Parlor Town, uh, sometimes the only thing that keeps you going is your, your belief and utter hope in God. Really? Really. Well, aren't you breaking a pretty big one? Um, actually, it's, uh, quite funny because they outlawed religion in Parlor Town in the future. Really? Yes. But aren't you I'm breaking, sorry to hear that. Aren't you breaking kind of a, a large one with your lifestyle? Well, you know, you have to tailor your religion to uh, to your lifestyle sometimes. Uh, I I really don't believe in a God who would condemn me for loving. All right, so so you're you're trying to say that it is by the grace of God that this dog was saved. It is indeed. But why would the dog care? Why would the God care about the dog when the dog doesn't have a soul at all? Well, I I do believe that the dog has a soul. Um, but regardless of soul, God loves all of His creatures. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, we do have an uh, expert online who I think does want to say something about this debate, and hopefully we'll heat it up a little. Well, I am, in fact, the uh, veterinarian from this tract, and hello. I, I have to tell you, there is no miracle involved in this bloody tract. What hap- well, here's what happened. I came to work absolutely delighted at the possibility of euthanizing some filthy animals. That's why I'm a veterinarian in the first place, to assert man's dominance over the animals. Wait, wait a second. But I also love money, and they paid me. Wait, wait, you said euthanize? As in make younger? They should do that to more animals! Clearly, Frank, um, this man is completely stupid. 
the vet? Uh, he, he's got a degree of some sort. No, this so-called superhero. Euthanization. Everyone should go through euthanization. Well, I do think it would be nice to be younger, however. Yes, I think it would be wonderful to be younger. We, I think we should start a campaign. Mandatory euthanization for all. Is that what they did to your president? No, uh, well, he is quite young already, so he doesn't need to be euthanized any further. I, I stand in front of you now, wearing my coat, made from the pelts of animals that I have put to death. Personally? Well, of course, otherwise there'd be no, no meaning behind it. Wait, wait, wait a second. You, you put the animals to death? What kind of man are you? Well, that's what that's what euthanize means. It's so- not with a Y-O-U-T-H, it's with a... EU. Correct. Oh, I'm sorry. Clearly, everyone knows that that's the opposite of euthanization because the young people are full of life, whereas the old people are about to die and are kind of old and smelly. Full of death. They're, yes, full of death, in other words. Therefore, euthanization must be the exact opposite of death because you're going away from death. Now, can I can I ask a question? Absolutely. Of the good doctor? Yes. Do you cool. use all of your animal carcasses, pelts, to, to make your clothes? Uh, well, no. Some of them I give away as gifts to people I don't like very much. Do you end up Sending them as gifts to anyone? Um, well, <laughs> I, ho- I hope you stay on my good side or else you'll get a bit of a pet. Doctor, I may have to talk to you after the show <laughs> if that's all right. Well, yes, and, and incidentally, sometimes I use needles, sometimes I use vice, sometimes I just put, you know, heavy objects on them until they smother. Oh, this I'm, is, I'm no, more interested wait, so in the you, cardboard boxes. Hold on, hold on. You're, you're killing in the, in the tract when you kill the three dogs. I was assuming that you were putting them like a, an injection of some sort. You're saying you killed them violently? Well, it's... I'm not always present. Sometimes the dog catcher kills them violently. Really? Um, this is actually legal where I'm from. So uh-huh. don't worry. <laughs> um, I do believe we uh, we actually have a uh, a caller uh, on the other line who is uh, recently been named one of the spokespeople for PETA. Uh, she she seems to care a lot about nature and uh, nature type things. Indeed, I do. I am terribly outraged by such behavior. Uh, I'm sorry. Who are you? Uh, my name is Peas Blossom. Oh. I find it completely unnecessary for you, a mere human and mortal, to exercise your dominance over animal. Like, theoretically, is there no reason why I should not enslave your race? Peas Blossom, I get your comics right alongside mine. Well, I always buy mine just to look at my pretty face, but still, that's beside the point. I'm so much prettier than you. Really? Oh, come please. Have Can't you ever- take a toll? Have you ever seen my face? I'm pretty damn pretty. Can't we please just make him leave and talk about the animals? No, I'm up for euthanizing more animals. I think they, they deserve to be euthanized. You don't even know what euthanized. that means, sir. Are, are you actually the leader? Of, I mean, in the comics, you're the leader of the flashback, but I'm sort of doubting that you actually lead the group at this point. I, I, I lead the group. Are you? And you're the? Or would you say that you were the brains behind the flashback? Well, ever, ever since Jimmy became president, I've become the brains behind the flashback. Interesting. Granted, the uh, whole series ended soon after that. What race is... What, what, by the way, what race is this caller, right? You know, whether or not she's qualified to enslave humans. I, sir, am a fairy. Oh, do, do you come to the meetings? Let's talk about this later. Actually, I would like to talk to you later, um, because I, I really appreciate your good doing, and our, our secretarial position just opened, so... Ah, oh, delightful. Thank you, miss. I, well, I think she probably already has a job at this point. Um. Oh, it's true, but... um. Wait. Miss Hayes is, uh, rather pleasant. Hey, what a coincidence. I'm part fairy, too. You know, I always I had my suspicions, actually. What's that supposed to mean? Half-breed. You, you remind hey, me hey, of hey, my that, last secretary. Hey, 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 that's racism right there. You, you, should, you should be euthanized so you can go back to a part in your life where you weren't so racist. Well, I think as a, as a, as a, as a fairy, 
if one was youthized, uh, she wouldn't really look any different. Because what would it take off? Like twenty years? I mean, that wouldn't be that big. Of a this deal. entire line is completely ridiculous. You can't make somebody younger. Well, what if you had a euthanizer? It would kill you. You know, I am from only the if future. you went back too far. No, it's hey. not a euthanizer. Hey, we got plenty of time traveling devices in the future. It's only a matter of time until we develop euthanizing technology you know, to the point which it's most efficient. Are you even really from the future? Of course I'm from the future. I'm Max Thornfield. That that doesn't mean a lot to me. You've never heard of him? I've I'm heard of in- the comics, but anybody can write a comic. All right, well, um... <laughs> and they're calling me not bright. All right, well, let's, uh... Unfortunately, uh, thank you for calling in, Miss Peace Blossom. Anytime, Frank. Bye, Maisie. And thank you for calling in, Mr. Uh, Veterinarian. Did you want to say anything else before you... Oh, nothing, except from the fact that, unfortunately, I have to get back to work healing animals now, but, uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Necessary evils must be done sometimes. I'll see you at your offices, sir. Keep doing that work, Mr. Veterinarian. Make those animals younger. Oh, um... Okay, so now we do have to go, unfortunately, to the closing arguments. Uh, Mr. Thornfield, Max, if you will, uh, please uh, give us, uh, bring it all home, tell us why it's wrong. All right, clearly, my opponents here are wrong on so many different issues, it's not even funny. First up, I'm being beset by a racist, a racist who's into, like, pure breeds, apparently, and saying how it's so terrible that I'm a half-breed fairy. And secondly, I'm being told that it's not proper to make people, animals, whatever you like to, uh, whatever's your brand of vodka, younger. Well, I well, I gotta say, in regards to the half-breed fairy thing, I think some people just believe that it just means you haven't made up your mind yet fully one way or the other. What's that supposed to mean? You're, you're born half-fairy. It's in your genetics. I, I'm not so sure. Oh, oh, you, you think it's an issue of choice, then? I never said it was choice. I'm just saying it's hard to be halfway in between. Look, may, some people think that being a fairy is genetic, and some people think it's a choice. It's just a matter of opinion. I also believe it's genetics. And we agree on that. I'm saying being a half-fairy is kind of unusual, and I don't know if that's genetic. How I can think it that's not be genetic? I My think dad it's was a fairy. It's a little bit of confusion. All right, and uh, your, your closing no arguments. There's confusion about it. Miss Hayes. Look, all I'm saying is that God does, in fact, exist. And you could even say that Stella and I are something of a savior to Parlor Town. Um, we help did cleanse... You, did you just imply that you are the new Jesus? I, I didn't say that. I just said that we do... The new lesbian couple Jesus. Well, if you want to be so flattering, sure. Um, in any case, um, we do help people to recognize their sins... And, and hopefully get them on a path to where they may get shot in the head. Cleanse themselves of those sins. By getting shot in the head. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, well, I believe you're a convicted killer. Sometimes things have to happen, and I, I recognized my sin, and I did pay for it. I mean, technically, don't get me wrong, Mr. Thornfield here did shoot someone in the head as well. But she was convicted of treason. Well, convicted is a strong word. She was committing treason at the time. Well, yeah, she was about to destroy the Earth. So there you are. And he was about to destroy me. All right. Besides, shooting people in the head's fun. All right, well, okay. In, in either case, I I have uh, prayed to Jesus, and I do every night, and I do try to absolve myself of the sins that I have had to commit uh, in the course of my work, and I do believe that I will be saved, and I will go to heaven. Okay. Now, I have a few final thoughts. Now... You're, you're finaling your final... Oh, okay. Exactly. Now, I believe that this is going to be a very difficult debate to win. But if we put our heads together, if we work our absolute hardest, I think we can come out on top. Flashback! Who are you talking to? 
Uh, Frank, I think never this mind. Man, I think this man has done a few things he shouldn't have. Okay. Well, um, these are all interesting arguments, and I'm thrilled to have such famous celebrities here, but I do know that Miss Hayes is absolutely correct. Howling half-breeds! This was rigged! It wasn't actually rigged. Um, unless you want to say that God rigged it by, you know, making the coin come down the right way, quote-unquote. Um, I'm a man of science and magic. I do not believe in this thing you call God. You believe in many gods, don't you? Well, yeah. But that's so, a different matter. Right. Congratulations, Miss Hayes. Thank you. Are you going to celebrate? Oh, I'm going to celebrate, all right. Excellent, excellent. I knew I should have taken Jimmy with me to this. He's so much better at this debate stuff than I am. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my cell phone's going off. Oh, so you have to go? Yes, right, I'm sorry. afraid I do. Uh, well, have a good day, uh, and hope everybody has a great day. This is Tractor Fiction, and hopefully you learned about dogs and gods and what the difference is between the two. This is Frank Allen. And euthanasia. And euthanasia. And uh, fairies. And fairies. And half fairies. Do not forget the half fairies. They're just confused. Good night, folks. That episode of Tractor Fiction featured the voice talents of Frank Allen, Anna Call, Sarah Doan, Patrick Ganan, Lynn Nelson, Nicholas Roach, Sam Thomason, Jacob Thompson, Angela Tyman, Devin White, and Jordan D. White. And, of course, was introduced by me. Yeah, yeah, really great. And I... I introduced it better in the show without even trying and without knowing it was a competition. So, you know, it shows how good you are at announcing things. Well, I didn't... Look, I didn't want to be an announcer, so that's not my job. But you said you could do it better than me. Well, f- uh, look, maybe not. But people who are better at it than you can do it better than you. Well, that, that's a very useful statement. Great, great. People who are better extra historians than you are better at extra history than you, too. How dare you? Well, that's... It's a, re- it's a reflexive statement. That's... that's you know, you've got to... Rory, Rory, Frank, guys, just, you know, let's... Let's settle down. Um, there's really no reason to be fighting about this because it's stupid. So there you are. Scape, uh, wake up, please. Wake up. What? Scape, escape. What? What do you want? What? It's time for the your your segment of the show. Oh, uh, well, that's good. Then I will be on it. No, but everybody was doing this introducing thing, and I thought maybe you'd want to introduce your segment. Ah, uh, whatever. Scape your stories. I tell stories. Duh. That's in the name. Oh, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, do you want to be more specific than that? No, Scapey. Stories. Go. Done. That's it. That's the whole thing. Okay, well, here it is. Scabby Stories from a Cat in the Dark. Hello and welcome to Scabby Stories from a Cat in the Dark. My name is Jordan D. White, and this is a show in which we do uh, the amazing thing where I read a scary story to my cat, Mr. Scape White, right here. Hello, everyone. And he, being a master storyteller, will tell that story again to the listener. Uh, who is a, a new random person every week, uh, a guest. Uh, this week, we do have a guest who you all know and love from, you know, two seconds ago, Mr. Frank Allen. Hi, everyone. How's it going? I decided to have Frank on the show because, as you may have heard, I'm sure, if you're listening this far, uh, he, he is uh, looking for a job, so I thought this would be a good place for him to show off his skills a little bit more as well. Yes, and I do appreciate that. Uh, as, as I said probably earlier in the show, I'm, I'm sure. I'm a professional host, interviewer, uh, all sorts of things like that. So please... Uh, get in touch with us. Great. So, okay, Scapey, you heard a, a classic this time. Uh, Want to tell everybody about it? Yes. Uh, this one is a very special story. Uh, it's good as well. And I'm going to tell it. Good introduction. Good introduction. Let's get to it. The Cask of Amontillado by Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, so like, once upon a time, uh, there was this dude, okay, named Fortunato. And he was a deuce, okay? Serious douche. I was like, hey, that guy's a jerk. And, uh, he 
He is saying naughty things about me when it is him who is the douche. So, tell you what, I'm going to get revenge, okay? What do you think of that? So, that's what I'm going to do. Now, you know me, so you would think... I'm not gonna just be like, I'm gonna kick his butt. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm like coming. So I'm gonna be like thinking of a clever way to do it. Now, again, I normally, one might assume that you're talking about yourself, but I know you're not because it's a story. I do know the nature of stories. And so the character you're playing is clever and unlike you wouldn't just say he could beat someone up. No, I would, I'm saying I wouldn't do that. No, but I, I know, but in real life you would do that. You do say that all the time. So again, it, it, you're you're playing a character, but I, I understand that. I just wanted to let you know. Well, you don't, you don't understand. I'm saying me. You don't get it. Okay. I am going to get a so, first of all, let me tell you, I didn't act like I hated him. I was like, oh, Fortunato, how you doing? I love you. Do, do, do. You're awesome. But really, I was like, suck, 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 suck. And the thing is, I knew the secret. I knew the special way to trick him. This dude, okay, he liked to drink wine, okay? He was like, I'm special. I know all about wine. That's what I think. Now, he didn't know anything about art, and he didn't know anything about anything, stories, nothing, right? But he did know about wine, so he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like a wine expert, blah, 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 blah. So one night during, like, this crazy carnival, okay, where everybody was like, wah, I went up to him, and I could tell he was drunk, okay? And I was like, hey, dude, Fortunato, how's it going? It's good to see you. Uh, hey, are you, f are you thirsty or what? And he was like, yeah. Why? He, I was like, well, because I tell you, I got a cask of Amontillado. What do you think of that? He was like, serious? And I was like, yeah. And, well, I think, but I'm no wine expert like some people, like maybe, you know, you. So I was going to go, I see you're busy drinking, so I was going to just go see somebody else. And he was like, no, 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 me, me, me. Take me to your Amontillado. And I was like, no, I mean, serious, I don't want to impose. He was like, dude. I want it, so give it. And I was like, okay, you can help me check if it's for real. That's okay, now that's clever. What you're doing there is you're you're using reverse psychology. What? You're saying to him, no, I'll go to someone else. And he's like, no, no, give it, do me. I, I, I want it. No, because I want him to do it. No, I know. And so you're saying the opposite of what you want. Okay. Is that what I'm doing? Yeah, no, because you, you said, I'll go to someone else, right? Because I could. The other guy knows why. Yeah, but you don't want to. You're saying that because you want him to go with you. Well, no, I mean, I'm, that is what I want. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what you're doing. That is, that is okay. Um, Go ahead. Just go ahead. So, okay, so I was like... Uh, come down into my basement where I have stuff, like dead bodies and stuff. But I don't mean like I killed people. I mean like there was dead people that were in my family, like just sitting around in my basement. Okay, you probably mean like a like a like a crypt or a, a thing like that. You know where 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 the dead people are kept, especially if it's an ancestral home. Where is this, is this Fortunato? That that would probably be somewhere in, in Europe, I would imagine. Uh, I don't, dude, I don't know. I live in New York, so it takes place in New York. No, I'm but the sto but the story is not about you. It says about me. Yeah, but you know, oh god, right. No, of course. Uh, it does say it's about you. But I think that you're putting yourself into the... Oh, why am I bothering with this? So, uh, look, we go into the basement. And I'm like, dude, here's the thing. I can tell you're, feel you're looking a little sick. And it's, it's kind of damp down here. And there's like dust and moss and whatever. And you don't want to come down here. So forget it. I'll get the other guy. And he's like, no, I want it. Give me that. 
drink. I'm thirsty, so come on. And I'm like, well, uh, let's go in front of Have some of this other wine that's right here, just quick, to, to feel better. And he's like, okay, okay, that's good. And uh, and then we're like going around. He's like, where is it? I'm like, just keep going, keep going. Past all of this stuff, past all of this stuff. We're here, have a torch. We'll have torches. And uh, yeah, it's further, it's further. We're like, it's too, it, dude, it's too damp down here. You really shouldn't, because you have a cough. And he's like, <laughs> Are you all right? No, yeah, this is him coughing. He's like, and he couldn't say anything because he was coughing. And then he was like, no, it's nothing. Forget it. I'm, I'm fine. And I was like, dude, no, come on, serious. It's too gross down here. There's, we shouldn't be down here. You're gonna get sick more. And we should go back. There's this other dude. I think his name is, is something. Doesn't matter. Point is, I could get him. He's like, that dude doesn't know about wine. I knows about wine. Just just give it to me. Look, it's fine. We've come this far. I want to drink it. And I was like, okay, have a bit more of this other wine. And he's like, okay, fine. It's also clever because you're getting him, subtly getting him drunk. And it is, it's like it's his own fault now. That he's doing this. He's drinking and he's he's coming along, even though you're telling him not to. Well, it's not. I mean, it is his fault because he's a jerk. Well, no, right. And and, and But, I mean, it's really your fault because you're going to kill him. Well, don't spoil you. You said you're going to have revenge. Well, maybe the revenge is to drink this wine. Look, just don't, don't spoil. Okay, so we're going around. Do, 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 a little further. And I'm like, dude, it's serious. It's getting worse. And he's like, forget it. Let's go. Come on. And I'm like, oh, have a little more. He, dr- he drank the rest. And he did a little special weird thing, and I'm like, what, what the heck are you doing? And he's like, you don't get it? And I'm like, no. And he's like, dude, aren't you a brother? And I'm like, I have a sister, do you mean? And he's like, no, I mean, are you a mason? And I'm like, yeah, check it out. I've got a, tr- a masonry working trowel right here. And he's like, okay, dude, whatever. That's not what I meant. Ha, ha, ha. Let's go, let's go. And I'm like, yeah, 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 wine. Come on, we'll get the wine. That's that's weird. So he's a mason, he's a, a mason, and you're, you have a masonry working stuff. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really get that part, but that's okay. Well, the masons are a secret society, and I think they were originally uh, founded by people who actually did mason work, like which is making walls and making uh, buildings, things like that. Uh, but eventually they became kind of a large organization. Whether it's a secret society, I guess it sort of is, but they are kind of public about it now. And there's a lot of mysteries about it because, you know, people uh, uh, don't know about their, their order uh, who aren't part of the order. They, they have they do keep secrets. We talked about it on Tractor Fiction once. It was quite interesting. Okay, well, that's good, but that's not... I don't think that's what this is about. Well, I mean, that's what they were talking about. So, Fortunato must be a Mason, and the other guy, the, you, I should say, aren't actually a Mason, but you you do Masonry. I don't know why you've got a trowel on you, but... Well, that's- don't, don't, don't... Can't tell you, because... Well, you'll see. So then we get to this part of the basement, which has like, okay, it's like a chamber, right? With four walls, and three of the walls have these dead bodies piled up in front, and one wall, the bodies have all been moved. And behind where the bodies were, you think, is a little tiny outgrove, but it's dark, so you can't really tell if it, if it just ends, or if it goes, if it's like a hallway. And I'm like, I said to the dude, 
Oh, dude, uh, yeah, that's where it is. In that, down that hallway, down there, that is a hallway where that is right there. And, I, and he was like, awesome, let me go have some. And he walks in and bonk, obviously, it's not a hallway. It's, it's a little alcove, like I said. And so I run up real quick and I put a chain, because there was a chain on the wall. And I grabbed the chain and I put it around him and quick, Rocket around him, so he's now trapped to the wall. He's like, what the? Oh, this is weird. I also don't know if this were in real life. Now, this goes back to my point earlier about this being a character that you're playing. If this was in real life, you wouldn't be able to do that. Because, first of all, a chain that was on a wall, you couldn't reach. You're very short. You're a cat. No, but in the story... That's my, no, that's my point. In the story, you're a person, I think, and you're tall enough... Well, wait, maybe not. Maybe the chain is down low. Then it would go around his legs, and he would step out of it. Maybe he's really short. Maybe he's a cat. Did you ever think of that? What if he's a cat? A cat who drinks wine. Well, I'm a cat who drinks wine in the story. No, you're not. No, no, that's what I'm saying. In the story, if there's a chain on the wall, again, let's even if it were low and you could reach it, you don't have hands, so you couldn't... I use my mouth. I grab it. I grab the chain, and I go like this. Like that, and then I could rock him up. That's a cat, but I maybe fortunate or the cat, maybe. Well, that's I suppose that's a scenario. I think this was written by a human, and so the assumption that I would imagine most readers who themselves would be human as well would make would be that all the characters in it are human unless otherwise specified. So that means in this story, Fortunato and the narrator who you are playing are human. Yeah, but I'm a cat, and if I'm saying me, then that's I'm a cat. Escape, I understand that. I'm trying. Look, you're you're making this very difficult to remain professional. I'm saying that I don't think that you are playing a cat. I think you're a cat pretending to be a human. I'm not. I don't pretend to be human. I'm saying I'm a cat. I'm saying I'm a cat. If I was pretending to be human, I'd be like. I'm a human. I'm not a hu- I said I'm a cat. So come on. Oh, fi- uh, fine. Fine. So you locked him up. Yeah, I did. And he's like, what is that? Why? Why is what is happening? I don't understand. Why are you doing this? And I was like, oh, dude, that wall you're up against. You feel it? It is. It's like I said, it's damp and it's kind of got mold on it or whatever. And you, dude, you are going to get sick. This is not cool. I have to, I mean, I just have to say you really should go back. But if you won't. I'm sorry, I just, I can't, I have to go back, so. And he's like, what, wait, uh, what about the Amontillado? What about that wine? I was kind of thirsty. And I was like, yeah, what about that? Weird. And so, uh, I moved some of the dead bodies, and guess what? There was some bricks and some brick juice, whatever. And I started putting down bricks and brick juice to make up bricks, like I was a, like I was a mason, like you said. Very good, very well learned. Thank you, thank you. And so I was doing it. Bricks, 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 bricks. And he's just like changing the wall, like, what the heck is going on? And I'm like, where do do bricks, bricks, bricks? And he starts moaning, he's like, oh, oh, and I'm just like, this is, this is awesome, dude. I'm like, this is so cool. I am the man, okay, so this. And I'm building, building, and then all of a sudden he starts screaming, he's like, oh, God, help me! And at first I was like, oh no, he's screaming. And then I was like, wait, nobody can hear us. And I was like, so then I was like, I'll scream too. So I was screaming eventually even louder than him. And then he was like, well, I guess then it's not going to work, so forget it. And so he stopped screaming. And so I kept building the wall, and about midnight, I was just finishing up. I had, like, one brick left to put, and I was just kind of like, hmm, should I put it in? I should, I guess. And all of a sudden, he started laughing. He was like, ha, 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 ha
dude. Oh, Scapey. This is seriously funny. Oh, man. This is, like, the funniest thing that ever happened. And I was like, hmm. He was like, huh. when we tell people about this, they're going to be like, ho, 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 because that's the rafter that they will do because it would be funny. That's why. We should drink that wine and just laugh and laugh. And I was like, oh, yeah. Totally. Serious. So, but it's getting kind of late, so we should go home. And I'm like, yep, 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 let us go. And, and he's like, dude, scapey. And I was like, yeah, dude, scapey. And then, basically, I didn't hear any more noise from him. And I was getting a little, it really was kind of damp down there. And I was kind of like, this sucks down here, so uh, I want to go. So I just kind of finished it up, and nobody ever found him. The end. Wow. Okay. No, that's now that's a good uh, that's a good story. Um, well told. I can. I mean, the original I'm sure is is a little different than you than you said it. No, I I basically said it though. I basically told you everything from the original. No, I mean yes, basically. But I mean, what I mean is, uh, you know, it's I'm sure the original has a little a little different phrasing, a little bit different. I mean, it's Edgar Allan Poe, and I know his his work. He he doesn't use a lot of dudes, for example. No, but but dude means like like guy or or person. No, I know what dude means. I'm saying that he doesn't say it. So I'm sure the original sounds different. Because he doesn't say dude. Dude, it doesn't matter how the what words you use. I just, I told you the story. That's what happens in it. Right, but I think there's some artistry to be said in the, the phrasing of the words and what words are chosen. No, the artistry is in my telling the story. Come on! Fine, fine. My point was that it was a good story. So are you going to argue with me on that? No, because I, I know I was good. Good, okay. So, let me see. Uh, I would say... Now, I know that you're going to have a scary moral moment, which, uh, as you do every episode, but I would say that my uh, interpretation of the story is this. Um, huh. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. It's, a li- it's tough. It's a little tricky because uh, it's, 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 a, it's a revenge story. This man is driven by the revenge, but we don't ever find out what happened. You said he called them names, uh, although he did actually spend the, the book calling Fortunato names as well. So I don't know. I mean, he, he's calling them names, uh, and, uh, and then he's driven to revenge, and he comes up with a very carefully plotted plan to, to kill this man, and uh, he does it. Wow. So I don't know what the moral is. I mean, there doesn't really seem to be one, because the bad guy gets away with it. No. What? No. The bad guy gets punished. Well, uh, okay, if Fortunato's the bad guy, but I, I would think the guy who is a murderer it would be the bad guy. No, the bad guy. That's me. I'm not the bad guy. What are you talking Frank? I'm not saying that you are a bad person, Scapey. I'm saying in the story, the character you played is the one killing someone. Yeah, because he said I was a douche. You said he was a douche. But he was a douche because he called. Dude, you don't understand. That's what happened. He was mean to me, and so I was like... Uh, guess what? I'll kill him, but I won't let him know I'm going to kill him. And then I killed him. Kind of. I didn't kill him, kill him. I rocked him up. But he would die. Obvious. I know. No, I know that. I know that. So that's what I'm saying. I was saying you're the immoral character. You don't understand this. I am in the right because I got revenge. Don't you think if, if somebody is like, hey, you're a douche, don't I get to get revenge? Well, sure, but wouldn't the revenge be calling them a douche back, which you did at the beginning of the story? Why do you have to go so far as to kill them? They didn't kill you. That's bad. That's how revenge works. You, If you piss me off, I will kill you. That's That's way too extreme. That's just... That's an that's an irrational response. Well, dude, tell you what, I've already stated it, so are you going to piss me off now, or what? Scapey, no, I'm not trying to piss you off. Okay, look, I'm just saying that it's a strange story in that respect. I don't know what I'm supposed to get from it, what life lesson I'm supposed to get from it. So I don't know what this scary moral is going to be. It's obvious! 
The scary moral is, if you call someone names, they will kill you. Well, that, but that's not true. I call people names all the time. You call me names. I never kill you. Well, maybe because you started them. No, that's... I don't think that you're right about the scary moral. I don't think that that's what the story's about. That is what the story's about. It says at the beginning, this dude called me names, and then at the end, he kills him. That is what he's about. That's what the plot of the story is. I mean, I don't think... Oh, okay. Look... This is not a literary analysis show, I suppose. This is a entertaining, scary show. So, yes, that's very scary. Um, if you call someone names, they might kill you. So, watch out. That's that's definitely a scary thing. So, let, can I say that one more time? Yeah, that, if, that's, if you're going to agree with me, you can say it. All right. Everyone at home, I'd like you to take this important lesson with you. Be careful when you interact with others. Because if you call someone a name, they might get it in their heads to kill you, to lock you into their basement and brick you up into a wall where you will never be found. And that's why you should always have respect for your fellow human beings. Treat them as you would like to be treated, and perhaps the world will be a better place with less killing and less bricking up in walls. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so Dad, that's what the story's about. Well done, guys. Well done, guys. Thank you for being on the show, Frank. That was very professional of you at the end to let him win. It was difficult, but, you know, well, I'm glad you did it. So, um, all right. Thank you, Scapey. Do you want to uh, see us out with the little phrase? Yes, I do. Next time on Scapey Stories, I've got a real doozy of a special scary story for you. <laughs> Very good, Scapey. Very good. Now, I, I, I do believe we have something special planned for your next Scapey Stories. Is that correct? Yeah, Dad. You did say you were going to do something special, so... Right, and I and I am. Um, We have five Scapey Stories left in the uh, the series while we still have our, our, our serials going on. So I thought, as a special event, what we might do is, over those five episodes, we would uh, we would tell what might be the most famous ghost story of all time. Hamlet. Okay. What is that? Hamlet. It's it's a really famous play. Okay. Well, it's about ghosts? Mm, yeah, kind of. Okay, then I would sound like it would be scary. Well, I'm sure when you tell it, it will be very scary. So um, over the next 10 shows, uh, you will find five episodes of Scapey Stories, and they will all come together to form the five-act play Hamlet by William Shakespeare. So look forward to that. Anyway, now it's time for our uh, weekly song by Scapey that he makes up on the spot. Are you ready for it, Scapey? I've got, Dad, I'm always ready for it. I mean, why would you even ask? Okay, well, let's get ready to it. Sky 
Wow, that was that was epic. That was epic. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Guys, was that not epic? That was not epic. No, I meant you were supposed to say it is epic. Well, okay, fine, it's epic. But I mean, it wasn't. Frank, you know what segment we're definitely going to be doing next week on the show? Oh, come on, look, that, that's, I'm just, I'm just telling it like it is. Come on. Right. Well, um, guys, we're, we're suffering from a drought here in New York City. Not a drought of water. We say we have plenty of water. I've been drinking it instead of soda. Ha! But the drought we've been suffering from is the drought of email coming in for castandwax at gmail.com. In other words, we haven't been getting any. So that's a problem. And it's a problem that you can solve. All you have to do is write into us at castandwax at gmail.com. There's so many different things you could write into us about. Let me give you a small list. You could write into us with a problem that Rory can help you out with on Extra History Now. You could write into us with something for Frank Allen. You could write into us for something about Apple Watch that we can read to Frank Allen and make him feel bad about himself. Hey, you could write into us about scapy stories and possibly suggest a story to do later down the line once we're done with Hamlet, assuming that we're still doing a show then. You can write into us and talk about how much you love the serials. You can write into us and just ask us things about ourselves and we'll answer them. You can write into us and tell us recipes that you like to cook when you're all alone and lonely. You can write into us and uh, put in lyrics and Scape can try to improvise a song based on your lyrics. I don't know. Look, I'm making that one up on the spot. You can write into us with suggestions for things that other people can write into us, because that would be helpful for me right now, because I don't know what else I can say that people can write into us about. The point is, you can write into us. Listen, you know us. Hopefully you love us. You know that we react well to mail, and we take it, and we take it to heart. So please write into us. It's castinwax at gmail.com. You know you want to. Thank you very much. So, okay, guys, do you want to say anything before we go? Yeah, first of all, uh, please, like he said, write into us about jobs for me, Frank Allen, uh, castandwaxgmail.com. I'm a professional. Well, you will be if someone gives you a job. Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, basically. And also write into us about the Queen's Institute of Extra Historical Studies, because I am looking for students and faculty, so please, it'll be quite nice. Scapey? Um, yeah, I'm all right. Everything is great. I'm awesome. I know. Good, good. Okay, fine. Um, so, that's about it. Uh, join us next week, won't you? And, um, hmm. Be seeing you. The young people of the world today that don't seem to think Jesus is the light and the way in. They don't care what our Lord sacrificed. They just rationalize with science like the Antichrist. But you just grab them and you send them here. I'm going to put a little knowledge in their ears. And they might have been Darwin devotees, but now they're down in the cathedral praying on their knees. Because they were only godless sinners till they met me. Till they met me. Yes, they were only godless sinners till they met me. The liberal women of the USA fought for their right to independence and to equal pay, but some of these women got it in their heads to forsake men and just take other women to their beds. So just bring them round and I'll make them sure just what a man and woman's bodies were created for, cause they might have been one of Sappho's broods, it's just cause no one ever gave it to them really good. Yeah, they were only lesbians till they met me. Till they met me Yes, they were only lesbians Till they met me I'm gonna take
take them by the hand and I'll make all people understand. Just be what we want you to be. Just fall in line with society. Why are you making such a fuss? We only want what's best for us. And by us we mean all of us. You surfed over to the site today because an update email came your way in. You clicked on Rhapsody and Wax and started downloading Jordan's latest tracks, but you might be shocked well what you find. You always thought Jordan had such an open mind, and you might have been Wax fans all along, but I'm a betting that's a change. Now you heard that song, cause you were only Waxwork Raiders till you heard me. Till you heard me Yeah, they were only lesbians Till they met me Till they met me Yeah, they were only godless sinners Till they met me Till they met me Yeah, they were only godless sinners Till they met me Till they met me On the next episode of Cast in Wax. On Epic Echoes, the flashback is made most welcome. Oh, welcome. Welcome. How are you? Was your trip too exhausting? I hope the temperature isn't too unacceptable. I can't exactly turn up the heat. Was the guard at the gate rude to you? I do hope he wasn't rude. Uh, no. He was fine. Excellent. I'm Decker and Haynes. The ladies discuss their future together. I don't know if we can make this better when we don't trust each other, but we've got a case in front of us, and that could get us pretty set for a while. Let's solve that. Once we're done, we can see if we want to stay together or if we might be better off alone. Sounds like a plan. And on this day in history, some Frenchmen get what's coming to them. How do you know if you get frostbite? I am so cold outside in France. All this in an all-new Frank Allen interview. And it's all coming your way, January 25th, and only on Waxwork.com. See, now that's good. That's good host voice. All right, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine.